Thanks for downloading this show from PC One. Before we get rolling, here's a word from one of the folks who helped bring you this podcast. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your garden growing. We do it right too with incredible deals during our spring Black Friday sale, like 19 ounce Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for ten dollars. And pick up five bags of Scott's mulch in store only for just ten dollars. Whatever's on your list, hurry in and save during our Spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through four seventeen while supplies last. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Scott's offer valid in store only. See store for details. U.S. only. The Forbes Under Thirty podcast is brought to you by WordPress.com. More websites run on WordPress than on any other platform. That's true. Create your blog or small business website today and get fifteen percent off any new plan purchase at WordPress.com/Forbes. That's WordPress.com/Forbes. This is Forbes Under Thirty on Podcast One. And I'm your host, Steve Goldblum. On the Forbes Under 30 podcast, we talk to young innovators, disruptors, and entrepreneurs. How valuable is taking five minutes out of your day to pause, reflect? Well, it's extremely important if you ask Yuna Kim. She's the CEO and founder of Simple Habit, a mindfulness meditation app, which she's built a business around. Yuna is joining us now by Skype. Yuna, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, I I wanted to tell you that my producer and I just used Simple Habit to meditate for five minutes, lesson two, on your site. And we feel very refreshed and aware. <laughs> we feel aware. That's great to hear. And I want to know when, when uh, mindfulness and meditation uh, entered your life. At what point did it enter your life? Um, about three years ago uh, when I was at my previous startup. Uh, I was under a lot of pressure, um, and I started trying. Uh, I started googling for things that can help me reduce stress, and um, one of them was massage. One of them was uh, running, and the other. Um, and I, I kind of stumbled on meditation. And uh, since then, I've been. I've tried almost like a lot of these um, stress reducing activities, and of all of them, I found meditation to be the most effective. Um, you can do it anywhere you want, and uh, you can do it for five minutes, you can do it for 10 minutes, or even 30 minutes. Um, whereas, like for running or like doing yoga, you have to get changed, and it just takes up more commitment. Right. Um, so, I started doing meditation. So, before any like important meetings or uh, tough conversations at work, I would go into a restroom and actually secretly meditate for like five minutes. Really? Um, yeah. And, I, and it. Please go on. Oh, and it really changed the way I start a conversation. Uh, it helps me to be very mindful and be aware. Um, you know, a lot of times when you go into a meeting, you kind of bring with you whatever you were doing right before. That's it's right. hard to like reset. And I think meditation really helps you so that you can uh, be your best. It, you know, it really is true. And I, I have a problem where I'm always listing things in my head. Like I, mm. I'm constantly listing things. I have to be here and then tomorrow I have to do that and then I need to go to the grocery store. And it's like I bring that into every conversation and meeting that I walk into. When you were at Locked, which was the Lock start. Locked. Um, forgive me. When you no were worries. at Locked, is that right? Yep. Uh, which was an app about kind of locking your phone. Is that true? Yeah, it was uh, it was a lock screen app. A lock screen app, and you got you got that was you raised like over three million dollars. You were acquired. That was a success a successful 
uh, application for you, right? That was a successful business for you. Uh, depends on how you look at it, but, uh, we, <laughs> well, how do you look at it? We'll, we'll look at it the way you do. Yeah. No, we're happy with that. Con. Okay. Well, can you talk about some of the stresses when you were at that startup and then sort of walk sure. us through, uh, your introduction to, to meditation? It sounds like it was almost in response to that experience. Yeah. So I started Lockit um, uh, in 20, around like late 2012. And I was in, in my first job out of college, I was in investment banking uh, in New York. And um, I kind of started, like I fell in love with the Lockit idea. And without really like being prepared to get into startup mode, um, I didn't I actually didn't realize that we're doing a startup. We I also didn't realize that we're building a tech company at that time. That was how naive I was about uh, this world. And then I guess it was a different time, but we were able to raise a ton of money in a short period of time. And um, you know, we grew our team to from to about 15 people. And I've never managed a team before. You know, most of our team was much more senior than I was. When we launched, uh, we got a ton of users. Uh, you know, we had a different model back then where we would show ads on the lock screen and we would pay users to unlock their phone. So we would share our avenue, uh, the ad revenue with our users. And uh, the challenge with that is, you know, we got a ton of user adoption, but the sales cycle on the ad side was, you know, slower. So um, there was cash flow issue. And so I do remember like going into the restroom and uh, like taking a shower or something. And I remember thinking like how much money we're burning at the moment without, uh, when I'm taking a shower. <laughs> and so that was really hard. Um, and we decided after a few months to pivot into a different model where we don't have to uh, pay, you know, ad revenue to users anymore because the, the model just didn't work. And when we pivoted, we had to cut down, you know, half of our team because many of the team members' skill sets were no longer aligned with what we're doing. Um, and we pivoted into showing content on the lock screen. So we work with uh, companies like CNN or Bleacher Report and show uh, their content. Um, in that experience, I remember like sitting at Panera Bread. Uh, we didn't even have an office, uh, like a real office, but we like live with like team members. And uh, so I went into Panera Bread to break this news to our, our uh, team members yeah. and uh, let go one uh, employee at a time. And that was a, one of the most hardest, like the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Because um, these are people that I like were right. friends with and I live with them. And so I think that's when, like, that was a climax of when I was really stressed. And after we went through that remodeling of our team, I felt really uh, sad. So then I used, like, these, like, stress-relieving tools. And meditation helped me become, like, much more compassionate to myself, be okay with uh, the changes that we're going through. Right. And when you look back at yourself, when you were on a desk or when you were an iBanker in, in New York, was there, were you the type of person that would have meditated back then? Or were you work, work, Not work? a chance. Yeah, that's what I suspected. Uh, yeah, I was, I am very skeptical uh, generally. I, I think, I do remember a friend asking me like, hey, this meditation thing is really good. Like you should meditate. And I do remember telling him, no, I, I don't meditate. Like I can solve all my problems in my head. I'm more of a logical person. So definitely I didn't have a, a, the right conception of what meditation is. And uh, yeah, I've, I've changed. 
it is remarkable how much more productive you can be when you incorporate meditation into your life. For sure. At Simple Habit, uh, before a meeting, we would meditate together with the team. And that really helps uh, not only be productive in the meeting, but also like it helps kind of like bond our company culture. Right. And um, I do this. So we were uh, part of Y Combinator uh, sure. batch uh, this past uh, couple weeks ago. Simple we, Habit was? Uh, Simple Habit, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's another offshoot of the incubator, Y Combinator. All right. Yeah. We were in the 2017 winter batch and we had to do a demo day uh, two weeks ago. It was in front of hundreds of like the top uh, investors in the valley. Yeah. And uh, we only had two and a half minutes uh, to go up on the stage. And I usually get really scared of public speaking. Right. But meditation right before public speaking is that one is hands down. I would recommend to anyone who's <laughs> afraid of speaking in public. I did simple habits, meditation before public speaking, right before going on stage. And, you know, it really helped me to to be really good um, actually i think i did uh, probably pretty well much better than i expected <laughs> well what i thought you were going to say was that you willed the audience into uh, a, a mindfulness state before you had them meditate <laughs> i did i did start off the presentation with a quick meditation you could have done that i think <laughs> i have to tell you i went to a, the design school in stanford not as a student i went as a guest for one day and i remember at the beginning of a presentation People, they made us stand up and they said, the guy said, shake it all out. And I was like, mm. oh, get out of here. What are you kidding? And I started to, <laughs> but I did it because I would have been the only one not doing it. So everybody did it. And then you realize, I was like, it actually helped. I mean, it was something as small as that, like standing up, shaking it out, which seems ridiculous as an yeah. adult. And then you're sitting down, and you're like, you're, you are focused. But it's so funny how our minds are trained not to do this, like how easy it is not to meditate. You mm. know, like we don't have the time. We don't have the five minutes at the beginning of the day. Is there a sense that you're saying like, hey, with the five minutes, try just flossing one tooth and see what happens? The idea being that, of course, you'll just start flossing after you start flossing one tooth. Is the five minutes trying to get to like 20 minutes? Are you trying to build up? Uh, we don't necessarily try to get people to do more than five minutes. Um, but what we've seen is that uh, five minutes really helps people to kind of squeeze mindfulness in like these mini pockets that yes. they have in their in their day. So whether it's like right before a meeting or, you know, in between meetings or before going to bed or when you first wake up, uh, like even this morning when I woke up and uh, on Simple Habit, we, you know, we specialize on five minute meditations, yeah. but we also have 10, 20 and 30 minutes, um, like the longer ones. Uh, but, you know, I found myself like I actually clicked on the 10 minute one. Um, I think it was I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it was one of the morning meditation um, in the in the morning meditation category that we have like thousands of uh, these topics. And I clicked on that one and I realized I felt like, oh, maybe I don't have the 10 minutes. So I uh, exited out of it and I clicked on a different five minute one. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's uh, the five minute really helps you to kind of squeeze it in uh, in your like, you know, busy schedule. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
As the Earth's temperature continues to rise and Washington idly stands by, it's becoming easier to feel discouraged about climate change. But Michael Bloomberg and Carl Pope are optimistic. In their new book, Climate of Hope, they're turning the conversation about climate change on its head, from partisan to pragmatic, from cost to benefits, from fear to hope. Bloomberg is an entrepreneur and former mayor of New York, and Pope, a lifelong environmental leader. Despite different perspectives, they've reached similar conclusions about climate action, offering practical solutions to produce concrete benefits. Bloomberg and Pope explain how citizens, businesses, and cities have the power to win the battle against climate change, generating healthier and stronger communities. Climate of Hope creates a roadmap to tackle climate change, leaving readers with practical steps on what they can do in their own cities to contribute to the progress. You can learn more and order Climate of Hope at climateofhope.com. And are there any best practices you can give our listeners? Because and I would give one too to say that you know I I don't recommend lying down before bed because I've tried that and you do I I don't make it through the meditation you fall asleep. <laughs> I also don't recommend driving immediately after the meditation. Mm. Uh, but what do you what have you learned? I've learned a meditating right. Uh, like the moment you wake up, like meditating right then and there in your bed, uh, like really helps you like uh, start off the day fresh. Because for me, just like you, I always had this like mental note of like to-do list. Yes. And it's so easy to get up and then be like, oh my gosh, I have to do these things. And it, it, it is what a, it is a pretty uh, hectic way to start your day, right? Um, so meditating right when you wake up in the morning, it really helps to set the different tone. Uh, a ton of our users uh, who have insomnia, like sleep problems, it, it is like one of the most popular topics on our platform. Yes. Actually, a lot of people use uh, the meditations to fall asleep. So I guess that's a different way. So if you want to fall asleep, um, then you can use it lying down in bed. Uh, that's but true. I think it's different purpose. I, I do, you know, yesterday I was in a situation where I got some bad news. You know, I got an email and there was some bad news and I started hyperventilating mm. and I'm breathing heavily. And then I think I need to, I, I actually took one of these meditations, not yours. I have this insight timer that I was using and I, and I just breathed for 10 minutes and it was like, I realized the problem was not nearly as uh, insurmountable as it appeared. Do you do? Do you have recommendations, practical recommendations for people who have stress in their life? Like, are there different meditation sets that you should do in that moment versus the one you do in the morning when you wake up? Yeah, of course. Uh, actually, that that is like our, our one of our like main um, design, uh, I guess, like main uh, point, which is that for a simple habit, because we have a, we have an army of teachers, we have over 60 top teachers from all over the world. And because we rely on them to create content, we have a ton of meditation topics. So whether it is like, I am stressed at work, I just got bad news, I am trying to be pregnant, like fertility types, or um, like right before an right. exam. So you come into this platform and you can identify or you can tell us what your problem is or what your goal is. And then there is probably there's will be a meditation for you because we have a thousand meditation topics. So for me, some of them will be like the public speaking one, but there's also like SOS stress, like extreme stress <laughs> or meditation. Uh, uh, when you're eating alone too, uh, that, that was an interesting experience. So there is a meditation for eating 
Mm. And there's a guide, like uh, somebody guiding you through, like, you know, when you're eating. And uh, it really opens your eyes into things that you didn't notice before, such as, like, the teacher would tell you to, like, look at the color of your food or, like, the texture. All of a sudden, you appreciate, like, these different aspects to eating that you haven't noticed like a lot of times when you eat like I've noticed it in myself which is like I put the food in my mouth and then my hand is already kind of like with the fork I'm already uh, preparing for the next bite Mm -hmm. right and then like I don't get to really appreciate the taste as much so um, what the audio tells you to do is have you um, put in your mouth and then put down your fork and really kind of appreciate the food in your mouth and like try put uh kind of like use your tongue to put it in the back of your mouth yeah. and the front of the mouth the guide like explained this much better but uh you <laughs> no, know, I know. they, they, they encourage was... you to do that with like a raisin right like hold the raisin feel the raisin smush the raisin and put it in right. your mouth right yeah just one raisin could become like a whole mouthful uh you know uh yeah uh, it's it's yeah, true. It's and awesome. You can bring mindfulness to eating, washing the dishes, driving a car, right? Like you, the way the way that you interact and engage with the world kind of changes. It might sound odd to someone who's never practiced it, but I swear, having done this a little bit myself, I was just in San Francisco, and I I lived in San Francisco, and I walked by the ferry building the other day, and I like took in the ferry building for the first time. As this indestructible <laughs> force of nature in San Francisco, and I, that I'd like walked by a million times, and yeah. uh, I'm staring at it like a lunatic. But uh, nevertheless, I, I, I do uh, I credit the meditation for that. That's awesome. <laughs> now, now let me ask you a question: Have you ever gone to a silence retreat? Yes, I did. What was that um, experience like? Ah, oh, that was really, really hard. Okay. Um, I did that before starting Simple Habit, and this was even like, this was after selling Locket, and um, I I took like one year off to travel the world, and um, during this time, I decided to go on the silent meditation retreat in Northern I California. Think, yeah, it was uh, Spirit Rock. Right. Uh, for seven days, it was so tough. So, so the first day, it was nice because like I realized I don't have to. Like, nobody expects anything out of me. And I didn't realize how awesome that feels. Like, when somebody opens a door for me, I don't have to say thank you. (laughs) Like, you know how, like, you're always, like, you have to be aware of things. You have to react to things, too. Um, Respond and, you know, say thank you, hello. And, Mm -hmm. uh, like, when somebody sneezes, you have to say, like, bless you. But for the first time in my life, I didn't have to do any of these. And it felt really awkward, but there was some peaceful, like, moments to it. So the first two days were great, and I realized, like, oh, I could taste my food much better, and I was starting to get bored, which is also another feeling that I haven't really experienced going through the startup mode. But starting from, like, third and fourth days, that's when the boredom really hit me. I was so bored that, (laughs) you know, uh, you're not supposed to also take notes or read. And you're also not supposed to, like, look at people's eyes because that's a form of communication. Right. So I was really in silo by myself. You're not supposed to eat meat as well, right? Oh, I guess, yeah. They, there was no meat um, at the at Spirit Rock. I think they just gave you, like, a lot of vegetables. Yeah. Uh, and food tastes so good because that, that is the highlight of your day, uh, especially when you're meditating for hours and you do nothing but meditating. So um, I always looked forward to lunch and dinner and breakfast. 
<laughs> well, I, 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 can I get your advice on something? Sure. I'm this Saturday doing my first silent retreat. I'm going to oh, go. Wow. I, I really, Yuna, please speak to me before it's too late <laughs> because it's five and a half hours. And I know you just did, you do five days in, in Spirit Rock? Seven days. Seven days. Oh, my God. Well, five and a half hours. I, 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 do, any advice? My my producer Laurel has no well, sympathy. Well, five but... and a half hours. <laughs> she she says, <laughs> she says I think she has a fa- actual family at home, so she's saying this probably sounds wonderful. But uh, any advice? Yeah, that, I, I that might actually go out of my sounds mind. really wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I think since you already have the meditation uh, practice, it shouldn't be. I don't see how that would be hard for you. I think if you haven't meditated before at all and you go on this like five-hour silent meditation retreat, I think that could be hard. Yes. Um, But I feel like you would love it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Small businesses are at the heart of our communities and the places that we could not live without. Whether you've been in the business for generations or recently launched, creating a website on WordPress.com can make a big impact on your business. Even if you don't have experience building a website, WordPress can guide you through the process. They have hundreds of customized themes to get you started. Just pick a template and make it your own. You'll get built-in search engine optimization and social sharing. That's good. When you build your website on WordPress.com, you're part of a community with support 24-7. Whenever you need it, get answers to your questions and get back to getting stuff done. Come see why 27% of all websites run on WordPress. Get started today with 15% off any new plan purchase. Go to WordPress.com slash Forbes to create your website and find the membership plan that's right for you. That's WordPress.com slash Forbes for 15% off your brand new website. WordPress.com slash Forbes. This is Norman Lear with my great sidekick, Paul Hip. Good to be here with you, Norman. On all of the above. That's the name of my podcast, All of the Above. Yeah. We have had guests you cannot believe. Yeah. Guests. Julie Dewey Dreyfus, amazing. Yes. And America Ferrara. Jared oh. Carmichael. Yes. Oh, Amy Poehler. How did we overlook? We didn't overlook Amy Poehler. I was saving her for last. And Charles Barkley, I was saving him for first, actually, because I didn't declare up first. I get to hang out with this guy. And this is your chance to hang out with Norman Lear a little bit here and some of these great guests. God, I wish I was you hanging out with Norman Lear. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a gun. See? That must be exciting. It's the yeah. best. He's, I'm telling you. Don't miss all of the above with Norman Lear. The first episode's available Monday, May 1st on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals during our spring Black Friday sale, like 19-ounce Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for $10. And pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch in store only for just $10. Whatever's on your list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417 while supplies last. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Scott's offer valid in store only. See store for details, U.S. only. The teachers I've noticed on on the uh, Simple Habit site often have uh, an accent. The, the, mm. the class that we did, that was a, a woman with an Australian accent, I believe. Uh, how do you recruit the, the people and the practices that you, that you have on display? Yeah, uh, so we don't necessarily go out there to look for people with accents. It happens to be that you know, there are awesome teachers from all over the world. So we have meditation teachers um, that, that are from Spain or Japan, 
Australia. There are also teachers mm-hmm. from the U.S. Um, so, and we have a, a diversity of teachers. So, anyone from people that would be teaching us positive psychology or mindfulness at uh, some of the top universities like Columbia or University of Pennsylvania right. to you know executive coaches that uh, would normally charge you know hundreds of dollars per hour to coach. Some of those teachers would teach meditations that are specifically designed for leaders. So if you go to the work smarter category on Simple Habit, you can see meditation uh, to better manage your team, meditation to do with your team members right. together in a meeting. So all kinds of these kind of uh, categories. And then we also have um, teachers that are specialized in woman-related category, like uh, fertility or pregnancy. And then we also have the very traditional mindfulness teachers um, that are quite popular from, uh, I think we have Jack Cornfield to Tara Brock on our platform. Well, I I do think, I mean, I know you don't look for those foreign accents, but they are quite soothing. Yeah. Um, We did look at some of the analytics and it was really interesting. I think it was like the British accent did really well um, for Americans. Right. I, I, there, there were some like a trend in terms of like what accent did well in which country, because we we also have users from all over the world. Can you just elaborate on, on some of the trends that you've noticed? If we look at the meditation practices, uh, we on our analytics platform, you can see when people meditate and like which days they meditate the most. Right. And it is so mind blowing how um, people meditate so much during weekdays. And on the weekend, that's when you know people are not really stressed. Oh, really? Uh, so the the activity goes down. But uh, Monday and Tuesdays are the peak, like right after coming uh, coming back to work yeah. and you know you're stressed. So uh, morning and nights also are the most popular times. Are there specific practices you recommend? Like there's a love and kindness uh, meditation. There's a body scan meditation. Can, mm-hmm. can you break down some of those for us? Sure. Um, I'm, so just to be clear, I'm a meditation like consumer, avid consumer, but I'm not a meditation expert. So whatever I say, please take it with a grain of salt. Okay. <laughs> for meditation beginners, um, I would use some of the beginner tracks that we have on, uh, on a simple habit. And they happen to be more on the, you know, body scan or breathing techniques that you can easily start. Once you get into more of a advanced meditation, you know, we have things like meditation, uh, more like reflections and uh, meditation for death is one that we launched last week. And I'm really looking forward to doing that. You know, I've, I've heard a ton of people that said like it was life changing for them because you never think about like death, right? Or mm-hmm. there's also a meditation for career. And I guess it depends on what you're really interested in. For me, like career is interesting for me. One of the meditation was, you know, you imagine the the self that you want to be in 30 years. And then it would ask you to plan uh, backward from there. Like in order to be that person in 30 years, like what do you need to, to achieve by 20 years and then 10 years? And what do you need to do today? And so those are like the, you know, things that I would never think about on, on my own. You know, it's true. And meditation really does. It, it, it speaks to the part of the brain involved in monitoring our focus self-control for anybody with struggling with any kind of mood disorder or wants to strengthen their relationships all this stuff is really helpful i think the hardest part is to get started like i Mm -hmm. i I, and i speak for myself with that that the hardest part was i must have put it off for years uh but wanted to try and it's just hard to know where to go so simple habit for people listening to this thinking okay i will try they should go to simple habit 
You t- you say it. You can download Simple Habit on iPhone or Android, or you can also go to simplehabit.com and use a desktop version as well. We're available on all these platforms. You wrote a really fascinating post on Medium a couple of years back uh, mm. about what it feels like to be uh, a female CEO. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if that was the title of the article. Uh, I think it was something like what I learned in my first few years as a female startup CEO. You remember this this uh, yep. this piece, and you sort of argued for and again the the challenges and the and the um, and the rewards. Uh, what prompted that that post? Yeah, um, I start. I decided to write that post for two reasons. So one was I was getting a ton of reporters uh, or journalists um, asking me about, like, what is it like to be a female CEO? Uh, Isn't it really bad? Um, And a lot of times, you know, journalists are trying to kind of highlight the problems of being a female CEO. And I think that was when a lot of discussions were started. You know, people came out about their terrible experiences, like being female in tech. And, you know, I was asked that a lot. So that was like number one reason. And number two was um, we decided that for Lockit um, that I would start writing a blog post to get more um, more audience. Right. So that was why we did that. And my philosophy on on that, uh, I guess, number one question, which is like, what is it like to be female CEO? I think is, you know, twofold. Like I. I've never been a male CEO before, so I would not know, uh, <laughs> and yeah. I can't be objective about like yeah. about the experience. Um, so if you go into thinking that like being female is really bad, then everything that you'll find will be all these bad things. But if you go into this experience um, thinking there is also a bad side, but also probably a positive side, then you can also appreciate the positive side, and you know I think that'll just make your life uh, happier. Um, so that that was why I wrote uh, these, you know, comparison of why it's good to be female and right. why it's why it can be bad to I'm, be female. I'm just bringing up the post here, and uh, what are the this is the third reason you said of why it sucks to be a female CEO really um, jumped off the page. You said, number three, hiring engineers can be tricky. When you reach out to prospective developers, you may get emails like this. Hey, hey, Yuna, I'm pretty happy with my current job, but if you're single, I'd like to date you. Perhaps there are some unconventional ways to lure me away from my company, in brackets, besides stock options, close brackets, if you know what I mean, smiley face. And then you said, and the sad news is, this is one of the more professional emails. That is horrifying. (laughs) And yet it sounds like that was one of the more uh, polite approaches. Yeah. Um, Can you talk about the, that? It's it's uh, that that really seriously it really is eye opening for me and and I'm sure it's for for a lot of women this is just like every day. Yeah. After I wrote that post, I got a ton of emails from just female founders out there. Uh, a lot of uh, and they they like they would share with me uh, some of the emails they got or these stories and it seems like there are things like that that happens. Um, but the thing is that like if I knew that person and like and I had a personal relationship I would have been hurt or be very shocked but you know this is internet uh, and anybody can write anything uh, on like via email uh, if you especially if you don't have any context so you know it 
didn't, um, you know, when I get emails like that, I would laugh at it or, you know, share it with my team and be like, can you believe this happened? Or, and then I would just archive it. Um, uh, I think I, at that time I even had a like folder that was like crazy emails or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it, it, like in terms of impact on me and my daily basis, it's, it's more of a, you know, um, a quick joke or like a fun, uh, not, not a fun event, but you know, it doesn't really impact me. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. While it's becoming easier to feel discouraged about climate change, Michael Bloomberg and Carl Pope are optimistic. In their new book, Climate of Hope, they're creating a roadmap on how we can tackle climate change now. Learn more and order Climate of Hope at climateofhope.com. Who are your competitors out there? Like I know about Insight Timer. I don't know that that's a competitor. So who, who, who are your competitors for Simple Habit? Um, I would say Headspace is our biggest competitor out there. Um, you know, we, we really appreciate Headspace for, uh, you know, they were, I think one of the first ones to go out there and design, like have a really pretty design and, um, uh, heavily market towards, uh, the, the general audience saying that, you know, meditation can be for you. Like everyone can meditate. And actually I think that started this like discussion of, um, about mindfulness. And, uh, so I'm a huge fan, uh, myself, but, uh, you know, we, we would say that they are probably our competitor as well. Can, can you walk us now through the process of creating simple habit? Of creating the app. Sure. Yeah. So I wanted to build like what Spotify built for artists. Um, I wanted to build like a platform that allows meditation teachers from all over the world to create and distribute their content. Okay. And um, then, you know, Simple Habit will be the one to um, to really monetize it for the teachers. A lot of times the teachers cannot monetize their content. They usually uh, would teach at retreats or you know, they would publish books and that's how they monetize content sometimes. But uh, in terms of digitally like recorded content, uh, there hasn't been a platform where they can do that. Um, they can put it on YouTube, but you know, it's like advertising revenue is really hard um, through right. that. And also being surfaced in that platform is also hard. So how I started that actually was um, I was planning on going to Stanford Business School after, you know, after taking one year off uh, to travel, I wanted to go to business school um, to take some more time uh, to figure out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I realized from my first experience that that startups are so hard that I wouldn't uh, easily get into it again. <laughs> um, unless like the mission of what I'm doing is really uh, in line with what I want to do. Um, and, and I just happened to kind of get started with Simple Habit on the side. Um, I started drawing mock-ups of what the, the app would look like, what right. the website could look like, and how I'm going to execute on getting the teachers, what would be the business model, uh, and that that exercise was so much fun. And um, the next thing I know, I already built uh, this thing, um, and we launched on the App Store. Uh, and that process, you know, took let's say about a year ago. That's when I started working on it. But we we're doing it part time. Um, hmm. And then I went to Stanford. Um, 
when the school started. And that's when we kind of really started getting a ton of traction on, right. you know, generating a significant amount of revenue. Um, so in November, only a few months ago, was when I decided to leave uh, Stanford to do this full time. Like a Netflix or a Spotify, who are the gatekeepers of Simple Habit? How do, how do you get in and, and how do you have your course uh, part of that, you know, curriculum? Like, as in gatekeepers, as in um, how do we Who's get selecting the, the teachers and the oh, courses? Right. And the... Yeah, so one thing that we did very, uh, that was a great decision, was instead of me, like, I don't know too much about the meditation uh, industry as uh, as opposed to some of the meditation teachers that are, like, really well-connected in the space. So we brought in a person, her name was Kelly Boyce, and she was a former program director at Search Inside Yourself, and it's a program that it's a prestigious like meditation training program that was born out of Google. So um, if you want to become a meditation teacher, you can go through this program. And she trained hundreds of teachers. So she knew who's good and she could. Um, so she was the one that recruited all these teachers. And for a lot of these teachers, like they've never recorded five minute meditations before. They might have 30 minutes or 45 minutes for their clients um, and using their phone to record, but they haven't done professional recording uh, for five minutes. And, and recording it for five minutes can be even harder because you have to be very careful with what you decide to say and what you don't want right. to say, uh, what you don't want to say. Um, and also without any user base or the product uh, in advance, you know, they had to record it. So it took a lot of uh, you know, trust in right. us. Yeah. Um, which we really appreciate. How how big is the team at Simple Habit? But now now that we are um, you know much bigger, uh, we get a ton of applications from uh, different teachers from all over the world, and we carefully uh, review all of the um, applications, and uh, we also review uh, you know any recording content that is submitted to us. But your team at Simple Habit, how big is that team? We're really a, uh, still a small team of five people. Wow. You know, a couple of engineers and designer and myself. Yeah. And, and are, we are, small. Is the is it profitable? Is Simple Habit making money? Uh, we are making a significant amount of revenue, but uh, we are also investing it back to the business. So we're not profitable yet. How many users right now do you have actively using Simple Habit? We have over uh, uh, over three hundred thousand users. Uh, this is actually, you can see it in the app. Uh, we show you, I think it's on, uh, yeah, it's on the challenge. We've been kind of iterating a lot, but there's this map that tells you how many people are meditating. Oh, really? Okay. And and now what, speaking of that, those kind of metrics, what are the demographics of the users look like? What's the average age, yeah. uh, gender? Um, so our users are, um, many of them are millennials. I think uh, most of them are millennials. Uh, you know, they are in their 20s or 30s. Um, they have jobs. Uh, they tend to be very ambitious and hardworking and smart. So they're like doctors, lawyers, bankers. They're also, you know, in tech. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they work really hard and they're oftentimes stressed, uh, which is why, why they started meditating. So kind of similar story to me. If you recommend a practice for us to close the session at, maybe five minutes to close this mm. podcast out, you tell us and we'll, we'll cue it up. What I want you to do is pull the car over. We don't need you driving and meditating at the same time. And that's mostly for my mother when she's listening to this. I really don't want her to hurt herself. So, Mom, pull the car over, turn the <laughs> car off, and uh, fire up the phone, fire up the podcast, put your hands on your knees, and um, 
and Una will 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 introduce this uh, this practice. Yeah. So I recommend this one. So learn to rest. It's uh, one of the weekend meditations on simple habit. This is learn to rest, and we'll and we'll play it. Okay, great. All right, Una. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the seven day series on learning to rest using mindful awareness. I'm Michael, and I'll be your guide for this program. Even though I've been around meditation my whole life, I didn't fully understand the heart of practicing until the challenges of my early 20s. Since then, mindful awareness-based practices have become the foundation of how I work with myself and my world. It is truly a privilege to get to share some of my experience with you. Mindful awareness is simply a way of paying attention, noticing what is occurring in our immediate experience. Mindful awareness can help us rest properly, and in doing so, improve our health, help us regulate our emotions, bring mental clarity, and more. Let's begin our session today by lying down. Find a comfortable place for your body to rest. When you're ready, close your eyes and place your hands on your belly. Now take a few deep breaths all the way down into your abdomen. And now, let your arms rest naturally on the ground next to you. We often notice things more vividly when there is a contrast. So next we will experiment with the contrast of tension and relaxation. Begin by contracting the major muscle groups in your legs for a few seconds, bringing some intensity to the contraction. Then, all at once, relax your legs and let them sink into the ground. Now contract the muscles in your stomach, intensifying the contraction, and then release the tension completely. Follow the same sequence with your arms, balling your hands into fists, contracting, and then letting go. Finally, finish the sequence by doing the same thing with the muscles in your face. Tightening the muscles in your face and your jaw, and then letting it go. Now allowing your breath to be natural, just let yourself sink into the ground. Notice what it feels like in your body as it slowly relaxes. And just stay with this experience of rest as best you can.
As we come to the end of our first session together, start bringing some movement to your body. Wiggle your fingers and toes, your legs and arms, and when you're ready, open your eyes. Slowly bring yourself into a seated position. And take a moment to notice if anything is different in your experience from before your session. Okay, that's it. And congratulations. This simple act of relaxing the tension in our body on purpose is the foundation of our series, and if done regularly, can have a big impact on our lives. Join me again tomorrow as we deepen our practice of rest. See you then. That's it for this episode of Forbes Under 30. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to reach out to us with a comment or question, please do so at under30, that's the number 30, at podcastone.com. I'm John Horn. I'm the host of Geffen Playhouse Unscripted. I'm here with our very first guest, Rain Wilson. Hi, John. It looks like I'm the first guest on the Geffen Unclothed, Unscripted. Unscripted, yeah. Let's go with that. A marriage made in heaven, I guess. Or Westwood. Tune in for some of our exciting upcoming guests. David Copperfield, Neil LaBute, Neil Patrick Harris, Josh Gad, Rita Wilson, and many more. Be sure to download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app and on iTunes. And don't forget to rate, review, and share. And, and I'm Rain Wilson, the first guest. You were no, the this, very first guest. This was a huge uh, mistake. Stephen Playhouse Unscripted. Huge mistake. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.